Well, my name is Derek, and uh, I'm thrilled to welcome you to a brand new series we're starting today called Better. You know, we always want better, don't we? Is that just like part of the American way? Is it part of our human nature? We just always seem to want better. We want a better job. We want a better body. We want a better bank account balance. We want better relationships. Lord knows we want a better football team in this city, right? (laughs) You want better. I want better. And the good news is that God wants better for us as well. So for the next eight weeks, we're going to take a look in this series at what the Bible has to say about these topics. Better fun, resilience, health, sleep, boundaries, friendship, finances, and today, a better life. So when I was in my early 20s, um, I was living in Cincinnati, and man, I thought that I had the better life. I, uh, I had lined up my dream job. I was a business consultant doing change management. I was, I was just loving it. I found my purpose in my career um, and I had my dream salary. I was making more money than I ever thought that I would make out of college. Um, I had managed to convince my dream girl to date me. Um, and uh, although my friend said that she's way cooler than you, how did you, you outkicked your coverage? Like, how did you win this girl? I, like, I don't even know, but, but, um, but I, I mean, I got, I got everything going on and I'm living in downtown Cincinnati uh, with three of my best friends. And, uh, and we, we just had like this great bachelor pad. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I thought that I had the better life, but and I don't know if you've ever experienced this yourself, but um, I just, despite everything being lined up exactly how I had planned it and wanted it, everything on paper looked great, but I just had this nagging feeling that something was still missing in my life. It's like all these things going on, but yet I just wasn't quite fulfilled. You ever experienced that? And what I found was that my first year out of college in the real world, so to speak, I found that I was still looking for the better life. Well, we're going to look today at a group of people who lived back in Jesus' day who also were in search of the better life. And we are gonna, we're going to find the story of these folks in the Gospel of John, in the New Testament of the Bible. Uh, the, the Gospel of John is one of the four historical accounts of the life of Jesus Christ. And, um, and what we're looking at today is John chapter 6. Now, John chapter 6, if you're very familiar with the Bible, you know that in John chapter 6, that's where we find the famous account of the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Uh, this, just a little bit of trivia, is one of the, the, the few miracles in the Bible that's recorded in all four of the gospel accounts. So famous miracle, man, even if you've hardly ever been in church in your life, you probably know that Jesus did this miraculous feeding. It was attributed to him. And so, um, so in John chapter 6, and we're not going to go through the, the, the story of the miracle, because we know the story of the miracle, but what we, we don't know, or what you may have completely forgotten is what happens after the miracle? What happens after Jesus feeds those crowds who are looking for the better life? 
Well, here's what happens. We pick it up. Miracle's over. They've just gathered up like 12 basketfuls of loaves and fish. It's this incredible feast that Jesus uh, made. And then look what it says, John 6, 14. When the people saw Jesus do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he is the prophet that we've been expecting. They were talking to each other. You know, wow, this, could this be the one? Now, just a little context in case you're wondering, what are they talking about, this prophet? Well, the Jewish people were eagerly awaiting someone who could make their lives better. Because you see, 2,000 years ago, the, the empire that was ruling was which, which empire? The Roman Empire, right? The mighty Roman Empire. And it had swallowed up this Jewish nation of Israel. And so, so this nation was, was under Roman rule. And it was under Roman taxation. And basically, they were, they were waiting a day when God would bring a deliverer who would rescue them and restore the nation of Israel to its greatness. That's what the, the Old Testament scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures were, were predicting. And so Jesus does this amazing miracle and they're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the one. He's the one. Surely he's the prophet we've been expecting. And in that moment, this crowd of people were, was hoping that Jesus was the way to the better life. But how quickly things can change. So What we see is just a couple of days later, this same group of people who Jesus fed and did this miracle, just a couple days later, this crowd, because Jesus had slipped away, catch back up with Jesus, okay? And check out what they say to Jesus, okay? John 6, 30 to 31. They said, Jesus, um, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. Same people he's fed. He's done a miraculous sign. All right. They say, what can you do? So, I mean, if I'm Jesus, I'm a little bit offended. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so hold up. So I took two little barley loaves and five tiny little like sardine fish type things. And I fed 5,000 men alone. And uh, that wasn't, obviously that wasn't a miraculous sign. Okay. That wasn't, that wasn't good enough. You want me to do something else? And actually they continue. They say, "Uh, after all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. So that is a reference to when the Israelites left slavery in Egypt and they were, they were going through the desert and they were out of food. And there's this amazing story of how they had no food and, and all of a sudden this manna, this bread-like substance, uh, God sends from heaven day in and day out and he sustains his people who were praying that, that he would rescue them. And so like, you know, Jesus, could you do something like that? Cause that was, you know, before that was just all right. I mean, it was just bread and fish, but like, could you, could you like make it come down from heaven? Then we could believe in you. How do you think Jesus is going to respond to this? Well, let's take a look. Jesus says, in John uh, six thirty five, he says, I am the bread of life. Just stop for a second. So he's fed them bread, okay? He's given them bread. They're clearly hungry again. They, they want to see more signs. They want to see more miracles. They don't have enough faith to believe. Can you send bread from heaven? Jesus says, I am the bread. I am here from heaven. I am right here before you. You want a sign? I'm your sign. I'm standing right in front of you. He says, whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And then he says these words, which, which I'm sure stung his audience a little bit. Um, and if I'm going to be honest, um, 
they resonate with me because, because sometimes this is, this is my struggle too. He says, but you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me, right? I mean, we struggle sometimes. Faith is hard. It's hard to believe. You see, these crowds that followed Jesus, that had actually seen him and seen him do miracles, they wanted this better life, but they just couldn't believe that Jesus was the way to that better life. So I told you guys, I'm in my early 20s, everything's going great, but I'm just still not quite fulfilled. Something's missing in my life. And around that time, uh, my, my girlfriend, Becky, um, she started going to a church very similar to this church. Uh, it was just a couple of blocks from my house, which was kind of annoying because I didn't really have a good excuse. It, wasn't, it was super convenient for me to go, and uh, I really wasn't into the church thing. But I was, I was really into her. You know what I'm saying? And so, so she's going for a while and just kept inviting me and I'm politely saying no. And then, you know, I'm like, you know, maybe I should just check it out. And I mean, I don't even know. Maybe there's some of those church guys and they're hitting on her. And I don't know what's going on in there. So I better go check this thing out. You know what I'm saying? So, so I went, I checked out the church and, um, man, it was just such a, such a cool community. It was such a cool vibe. Like, just similar to what we try and create here at Grace, and I hope you guys experience this. Um, it was just a, a super laid back atmosphere. It was non-judgmental. Take things at your own pace. It was a safe place where you could just kind of be who you are and express doubts or struggles or questions. And the pastors who taught, like they did the same thing. They were really real about their 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 faith journey. And um, and so you have to understand that that was a really neat environment. But I didn't believe in Jesus and I didn't believe in the Bible. Like I, Jesus was just another historical person and the Bible was just another ancient book. That was all it was for me. But here's the thing. This church did such a good job of making the Bible and specifically the teachings of Jesus really relevant to my life. And so even though I didn't believe in Christianity, I didn't really believe the Bible, um, but I was just like, wow, that was a really cool teaching of Jesus. And man, I could really, actually, that would apply a lot in my workplace. Man, I, I could really use that in my relationship. And so without even trying, I just started to take these things. And I was like, oh, this is great. And, and I just started applying the teachings of Jesus. And as I just started doing things, I experienced a powerful truth of Jesus that he actually states in the next chapter of the gospel of John, John chapter seven. I'm gonna fast forward here for a second because now Jesus is at the temple courts in Jerusalem. It's the festival of tabernacles when like all the Jewish people would, would come to Jerusalem and there would just be this amazing festival of people and, uh, and, and esteemed leaders would, would stand up and they would teach. And so here is Jesus and he's now teaching. And notice this, he's teaching many of those same people that he, he fed that miraculous feeding of the 5,000, okay? And has had this exchange where they're trying, they wanna believe in him. And now this is what he says to these massive crowds, many of whom don't believe in him or wrestling with who he is. Check out these words. Maybe these are the words you need to hear today. John seven seventeen. Jesus says, anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out 
whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. And that, that was a big deal for me. Was Jesus just some random person or was he the son of God who was bringing divine wisdom to our lives? So if you want to know what Jesus is saying here, is, if you want to know if Jesus is actually God, don't ask for a sign. Don't ask for a sign. Simply do what Jesus teaches. You guys know that old Nike slogan, right? Just do it. Just do it. That's what Jesus is saying. If you simply do what I say, anyone, he says, anyone will find out. You'll know. You'll know. So when I realized this, I was like, man, that is, that is really profound. And I, and I was, I was, I was like, I want to know. I want to try and figure this thing out. I'm in search of the better life. And so um, I just started just saying, you know what? I'm going to put aside whatever questions, doubts, struggles I have. And I had tons of them at the time. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to start just following Jesus' teachings. What he says, I'm just going to do. And so I'll just give you a few examples of, of things I started doing. These are direct teachings of Jesus that I started applying to my life. So um, I stopped chasing wealth. Man, I love money, okay? But I stopped chasing wealth and I started giving. I stopped judging others. Anybody good at judging others? Man, why does God make that so easy for us? Okay, Um, and I started loving other people unconditionally. I stopped focusing on myself and I started putting other people first. Man, this was just so easy, you know? It was just a cakewalk. Um, I stopped seeking approval from others and I started finding my worth in God. I stopped holding grudges and I started forgiving. This was a huge one for me. And I'll give you one more. I stopped worrying and I started praying. And now I'm perfect, right? It's just, uh, it's just that, that simple. That's what my wife says anyway. Just perfect over here. Um, no, but, but, but here's what I realized through all that. Just taking the teachings of Jesus and applying them to my life. I realized, I found out that Jesus makes life better. Jesus makes life better. In case you're wondering, what in the heck does that t-shirt mean? You've been sitting there, you couldn't even concentrate the whole time. Jesus makes life better. So listen, if you're struggling to believe, like you're like, I don't know who Jesus is and I, I, I haven't really figured this whole Christianity thing out. Who is Jesus anyway? I wanna challenge you, do what Jesus says. Just do it. And he, he promises you'll find out. Or what about if you do believe? What about if you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ? Let me ask you an honest question. Honestly, answer this question. Are you applying Jesus' teachings to every area of your life? Or are there some areas that are off limits? Whatever Jesus says, what if we just do it? So to to help us really put this into action this week, 
um, we at Grace are, are issuing a seven-day Bible challenge. And the way that this is going to work is we're going to utilize the Grace Community Church app. You may not know this, but here at Grace, we have our own app. And, um, and you can reach into the seat pocket right in front of you, or if you're in the front row on the floor there. And uh, there's a QR code to be able to download that app. I want you to go ahead and do that right now uh, if you don't have it. And, um, and you'll notice on that card that it, within the app, there's this amazing tool. It is an amazing way to start your day. It's called the daily. It's an amazing way to start your day. It just takes a couple of minutes. And basically it's three things. It's gratitude, prayer, and Bible reading. And so what I want to challenge you to do every day this week, starting today, starting today, is to go into the daily, go through those three things. It'll just take you a couple of minutes. And, um, and when you get to the Bible reading, you will find a teaching of Jesus along with, with an application point. And the challenge is just apply that every day this week. Whatever Jesus says, suspend judgment, uh, put aside whatever doubts, whatever, ah, just, just do it. Just do it and see what happens. See if Jesus makes your life better. Now, just to sweeten the pot a little bit, although, you know, just making your life better, I would hope that would be enough incentive for you, okay? But, but just in case you need to be bribed a little bit, uh, this is what we're going to do. Um, if you can successfully complete a seven-day streak starting today, and the app will monitor it, you'll know if you hit your streak and you did those three things. If you can get seven days, we'll see it, and we are going to give you one of these t-shirts, okay? That's uh, just our way of saying be encouraged. This is awesome. But we also believe that Jesus is going to make your life better if you, if you do that. So who's up for the challenge? Yeah, you want to take this challenge? Let's do this. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this right now. All right. So um, here's, here's what I want to do in the remaining time that we have left. I want us to take communion. I'm going to invite the music team to, to come on up and join me on stage. And um, I want to just let you know, if somehow you snuck in here without getting uh, communion elements, just shoot your hand up and the ushers will just raise your hand. Ushers will give you communion elements. Here's a hot tip. All right. Turn the cup upside down because the bread's on the bottom. All right. And you're going to want the bread first. Uh, we're not going to take communion for a couple of minutes because I want to explain uh, some other things that Jesus said about it right now. So um, I mentioned how Jesus said these powerful words. You want to know, you want to find out, just do it, okay? Just follow my teachings. You'll know whether I'm from God or not, all right? Now, on the last and the greatest day of that festival, I'm in John chapter 7, verse 37. It says, on that final day, okay, the crowds were huge. You know, this was the climactic moment of the festival. Jesus saved the best for last. And I want you to listen. Don't miss this, okay? It says, on that last day, Jesus stood and he said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. You know what's so cool about that? Don't miss this, you guys. So to come to Jesus, we only need one prerequisite. Did you see that? One prerequisite. You don't need to have all your questions and your doubts figured out about Jesus. You don't have, your whole, have to have your whole life figured out and put together. The only thing that Jesus requires is that you're thirsty. That's it. If you're thirsty, 
you can come to Jesus and drink. So I'm in my early 20s. I'm putting all these different commands of Jesus into my life and and really cool stuff is happening. But one of the things that I figured out as I started to put more and more of these teachings of Jesus into practice um, was, oh my goodness, like this is, this is tough. And, and I got to a place where I realized like, I can't actually do all this on my own. Like I don't have enough patience. I don't have enough love in my heart. I'm not compassionate enough for, for, you know, all the things Jesus that, that you're asking me to do. I, I got to a place where I said, Jesus, I need your help. If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to truly follow you, like, and live out your teachings, I, I need your help. I realized I was thirsty. And when you're thirsty, that's when Jesus does his best work. So Jesus says, let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. And then he says these words, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom, he, who had, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. So I realized I'm thirsty. Jesus, I need you. All these amazing things are happening in my life, but I got to a place and maybe, maybe you're there with me right now where I realized, you know what? I, I need to take that step. I'm ready to trust in him. I need his help. I need his spirit in me, enabling me to do this, to follow him. And when I took that step, when I put my faith in Jesus Christ, when I said, you know what? I actually believe that you are the son of God. I experienced such peace and such joy and such rest, even in the midst of, of really challenging things, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows of life, I found that I, I, I could stay steady. I mean, I still had bad days, don't get me wrong, but, but I just, I, I was steadied by the spirit of God alive and well in me. I wanna ask you, are you thirsty? Jesus says, if you're thirsty, come to me. Are you thirsty? Because that's the only thing that he requires. Let me pray for you. And then we're gonna celebrate communion. God, I wanna pray for every single person here who just, Lord, they know that something's missing. Um, Lord, they, they need a little something more. They can't do it themselves. Lord, for everyone who's thirsty, God, you tell us that we can come to you. Lord, please, right now, in these next few moments, as we hear this song, I pray you'd visit with us. You'd come to us. And for those, God, who aren't feeling thirsty right now, who are feeling just like, man, I don't know why, but I just, I, I'm, I'm feeling disconnected from you, God. I, I, I want to feel something, but I can't feel something. God, that's actually an expression of our thirst as well. So God, please visit with us. Be more than enough for us. Awaken something in us. Visit with us right now. In Christ's name, amen.